Hello, lovely spirit, and welcome back to the Insta Universe podcast. This is episode number four. And I'm just going to say it right now. I'm going to say it right here because I know that you're wondering where the fuck I've been. Um, yeah, like this is how things usually go in my business. I have this great idea and I'm going to execute it. I'm like full force, all up in it. Like I'm doing the work. And then after some time, it just kind of becomes this side project that I once started and then I kind of quit on it. But I'm really determined not to make podcasting that thing. I'm really determined to come back and give you more episodes every single week. But these weeks have been a little bit um, crazy. Let me just give you a small life update. Um, I quit my job, <laughs> kind of. Like, I had a job from Monday to Friday, nine to five, uh, for the past one and a half years. And I needed that because I needed to get my life in order for also my entrepreneurship journey that we're gonna talk about today. Uh, but I just felt like I needed a new step in my life and I needed to have more responsibility and learn more stuff because I felt like I was kind of, I don't know, just like not learning anything else. I was just floating by and to me, I wasn't challenging myself enough. And so I wanted to do something new and that's what I did. I started a new job or it's not really like a new job. It's more of like a project that I started last week and the first few days were really overwhelming. I was like, what the fuck did I do to my life? But now that I'm getting into it, I'm feeling okay. I'm feeling less confused and I actually really like it. And I'm kind of settling in and um, I'm not very good with change. Like I always resist change. So for me, I always have to give it some time to really settle in and that's what I'm doing right now. So, but I'm good, I'm happy and I'm really inspired to make this podcast today because I know that you know taking on this new project means going up a level in my own business as well because it's helping me um, grow. It's helping me grow not only in my life but also in my skills and I just feel like entrepreneurship is still my number one thing to do in life. Like I still feel like I should be doing that and I know that one day I will be so successful that I don't even have to have another like nine to five project or the nine to five job on the side I will just be able to live from my business by itself and so I know that day is coming I can feel it I can really just feel it it's so nearby and I'm excited I'm really excited but I also want to talk to you about the downside of entrepreneurship right because I've been doing this for three and a half years and it's you know it feels like I'm climbing the Mount Everest sometimes I've never been to the top you know you're always um looking at it from a distance you're like I know where I want to go I know what I want to achieve but just getting there is like the hardest freaking thing in the planet and um, I know that there are a lot of people with me who are struggling the same or who are on this journey also who want to hear about my journey so that's why I'm kind of sharing this right I hope that through this podcast and through my voice we kind of connect and we can be like friends or something and you can always find me on Instagram and just DM me and talk about this kind of stuff. But I think it's important to share it because I know that social media makes entrepreneurship look really great, right? There's all these people that are like walking around on a, on a, like on a random Tuesday afternoon with their yoga mat and their juice and they're making Instagram stories like, oh my gosh, I have my next meeting and then after that I'm gonna get my nails done and after that I have like three more meetings and then tomorrow I'm launching my big program and I'm making six figures. And all the while you're behind your Instagram account, you're watching these stories and you're like, well, how the, how the heck do other people do this, right? Am I like a failure that I'm not having a six figure business right now? Like it makes you really insecure. And I mean, that's my experience from um, Instagram 
and social media, but I also know that it took me a long time to update my mindset and that this is not some form of jealousy, but this is um, also a way of saying like, okay, I know that other people are doing it, so that means that I must be able to do it as well. And so I've had a lot of these little like uh, obstacles in my mind and I've had to overcome them and I just thought this might be a good time to share them with you. So, okay, this is a really long freaking intro. It's like four minutes. So let's really get into this episode, all right? Okay, so before we're going to get into all this entrepreneur mindset type of things, I just want to talk to you a little bit about my background and where I started and where I came from and where I am now because it kind of gives you more insight into who I am and to how I got to where I am today. Now, I know that I wanted to be an entrepreneur for a very, 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 very long time, uh, ever since I was little basically, but I didn't really quite know that it was called entrepreneurship or that it was having my own business. Like I, I've always been very independent, independent, yeah, I've always been very independent and just kind of doing things on my own and I've always been kind of like wishing that working wouldn't be like nine to five. <laughs> I knew from a very young age that working nine to five behind a desk in an office in a corporate job wasn't really my thing and I didn't really know why it wasn't my thing. I just knew it wasn't my thing and I think that maybe that's because I saw my parents have these types of jobs and it didn't really always seem quite happy and um, uh, energetic. And so I think that's why I knew that I didn't want to do that. Uh, but I didn't really know what the alternative was, right? Because I was like eight years old, maybe even younger. I didn't, I, I had no idea what other options were out there because I only knew that having a job was really important and that everyone had a job because yeah, obviously you needed to have money, right? So I knew I had to, I had to have a job but I didn't really quite know um, how I was going to fit in because I was quite independent. I'm quite a lone wolf. I like doing things by myself. I like working independently. So that's kind of like where it started for me. I just knew I wanted to do something by myself, but I didn't know what that would look like at a later stage. So I never focused on entrepreneurship. I never focused on any of that stuff. I just went to school, did my thing, and eventually knew that I was gonna go to college. Now, when I was younger, I always used to be a figure skater, and I was a figure skater at a very high level. I was skating uh, at international competitions when I was little, until I was mm, about 18, 19 years old. So the focus in my life has always been uh, sports, really. Um, I always used to come late to school because I was skating, or I would leave early because I had to go skating. Um, I did some Homeschooling also because I was skating like skating was the center of my life and I was gonna go to the Olympics I was gonna go to the world championship like that was gonna be my life and I didn't really quite Know what else or what other talents I had like I was good in school. I always had A's and B's I never really failed anything except for like biology once um, But other than skating I didn't really quite know what talents I had and so when I quit when I was 18 it was very difficult for me. I was like, okay, shit, I have no real talents in school. At least that's what I thought. Um, I quit skating and I had to get a job. And so I got a job in a notary office, which was really nice. I actually really enjoyed doing the work. And so that's why I decided I wanted to study law. I was like, okay, I like being 
in a notary's office, I want to become a notary, I have to study law. And so that's what I did, right? For the first years of college, I, I did law school. And let me just tell you right here, that was the biggest freaking fail in my life, like ever. It was just so difficult. I think the most difficult part was um, having to adjust my life. It wasn't really the, um, the education that was difficult. It wasn't really the, um, the books and stuff that I found difficult. It was more the fact that after being a figure skater for so long and having my focus on sports for so long, it was very difficult to actually sit down open a book and study. Now in Holland we have a rule where if you don't pass um, a lot of exams or a certain amount of points in your first year of university you have to stop the study. You can't continue studying that subject. So I obviously didn't pass my exams and so I had to study something else. Law school just wasn't for me. I wasn't allowed to continue and so I had to find something else to do. And I know that um, my parents, uh, and especially my mom, she looked into studies that I could do because I wasn't about to give up, right? I was like, no, I am, I'm an athlete. Like, I'm going to continue. This is not easy. And I know that I'll pick something else that I'm going to like. And so my mom said, why don't you do something with communications and computers? Because you really like writing. You're really good at writing. Um, why don't you do something with media and something that centers around that types of stuff? And so I went looking around for studies and it became quite clear that I had to do communication and information sciences. Now, it's different from communication sciences alone because communication and information sciences focuses on the interaction between humans and machines, like computers, and how people process information in the brain. So it's a little bit more focused on uh, grammar, I would say, and also a little bit more about user experience, like how would a person look at a website and how would a person process a website in their brain like if I would open a website right now where is the first point that I'm going to look at and so that's kind of what I studied for four years I was really good at it I really liked it and eventually um, it was time to graduate loved graduating like studying graduating writing my thesis like best time of my freaking life loved every single minute of it but then came the part where I had to find a job and that's kind of where this journey began because like I said, I knew that I wanted to do something by myself because I've always been kind of a lone wolf. But at the same time, I also knew that I had to make money and I didn't really quite know what entrepreneurship was. I mean, I knew it existed, but I didn't really know like what type of business I would start or what I could do in this world or how what business I could start so I just went on and I applied to different types of jobs and eventually I got my first very first real job and it was as marketing executive at a very small tiny law firm here in The Hague and oh my goodness I can just tell you right now I was freaking miserable I mean, it was a very dark period of my life. And I know that people tell me all the time, like, yeah, but you just graduated and then it's very normal to feel like shit once you've graduated. No, like this was for real the darkest point in my life. I can swear to you, it was awful. It was just, it was the worst time of my life. I hated to get up early every day. I had to drag myself to work. And it, I kind of think it was because it was 24. I just graduated. Um... I had to run this marketing department by myself. Like there was no one there above me to show me the way. There was no one there above me to teach me how to run a marketing department. Like I knew I had all the theories because I studied them in school and I was very good at them, 
but then I actually had to put them into practice. And even worse, people were expecting results from me. They're like, yeah, but you know, if we're gonna pay this much in advertisement, we wanna see this and this and this ROI. And I was like, yeah, but I have no idea how to do that. I'm 24, right? I had no one to teach me how to do this. And so there were just days that I, that I went to my work crying, just absolutely miserable. And the subject matter didn't really interest me. And the people were really, 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 really nice at the office. I swear, I still keep in touch with them to this day. And that's really special because it was the worst, like the worst half year of my life. But the people are uh, are some of the people that I still talk to today. So that's kind of funny. Um, but other than that, the work was just awful, awful boss, awful company, awful experience. And so I kind of felt really down because I was like, I need to get another job. Like this is not helping me get anywhere in my life. I need to go away. And so I left and I went to another job. I went back to the job that I had during high school, uh, not high school, at college. I was a receptionist at a very big law firm. And so I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to reset my life. I'm going to go back to that job. I'm going to become a receptionist. And I'm going to just kind of gather my thoughts and see what I can do somewhere else. And so that's what I did. I went back. I became a receptionist again. And I thoroughly enjoyed doing that work. Like, honestly, I still love doing that that work. It's just so much fun, you know. It's just always fun to see new people and to greet them and to have like this hospitality factor in your job to always be of service. There's something really fun about being a receptionist. I mean, I really enjoy doing it. So I didn't mind going back to that. But after a few months, I saw this job opening at the law firm where I was at. And I was like, hmm, maybe I should kind of apply for it because... Um, it didn't really have to do anything with my uh, education, but it did seem like a really nice job to kind of get back into the working force, to get back on the horse and just say, okay, um, I need to get ahead in life, so I need the next step. What's my next step? And so that was my job. I was like, okay, I'm going to become a project management assistant. I'm going to assist every phase of project management or legal project management. And so there I went, I got the job. Uh, and in the summer I started and like two months into that job I was like fuck this shit like this is not what I want like why am I not happy why am I still not feeling um successful and that was like a year after I graduated um my master's degree I was still like fuck like I was so lost and that's when I kind of decided one day like randomly out of the blue I was like I'm gonna start an Instagram account and I'm going to start with um, technology for women. I was really interested in computers and coding and uh, gadgets and stuff like that. And so, and I was, you know, very interested in like fashion as well and, and beauty and lifestyle. So I was like, okay, I'm going to combine those things. I'm going to become this female blog for tech. And that's how I started. I just started with this random picture from Tumblr where I saw a pink iPhone because that was like the biggest thing back then. Like the pink iPhone was the shit, right? And so I took a picture of the pink iPhone and I posted it on this Instagram account. And my Instagram account was Tech and Heels. And my company today is still called Tech and Heels. But that started not three and a half years ago, much longer. It started four years ago now. Four years ago. That's when I started. 
just random, out of the blue on a regular Wednesday. I remember it was a Wednesday because we had this team meeting that I had to prepare and I always hated the freaking team meeting. And I sat there preparing the PowerPoint and I was like, yeah, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna make an Instagram account. This is it. So that's how it started. And I built my website. I took a lot of Instagram pictures. I um, collected news. Um, I blogged. I did all the things actually that a regular blogger would do. And I just remember that it made me feel like I had escaped my corporate job. Like every time I would open my Instagram account, every time I would get another follower, every time I would, you know, post another picture, I just felt like I was working on escaping the corporate life. And that made me feel so good. I was like, oh my goodness. I know that from nine to five, I'm like working hard. I am doing the things that are asked of me. I'm having a, you know, I got a good salary, but I'm missing something. I'm missing something in me. There's this deep desire to kind of do something on my own, to have my own project that I own from A to Z, something that I created, something that I myself and my creativity just created and put into this world. And that's what my blog really gave me. Now, this is not easy, right? I mean, I didn't know how to build a website. I literally Googled everything. I Googled WordPress. I Googled how to do the hosting, everything. Everything that I've done up till today is from scratch. Because these things you don't learn in university, right? You learn all these like theories and beautiful philosophical um, subjects, but they're not practical. Like no one in freaking university told me how to build a website. And those are the things that your daily life consists of. And so that kind of got me frustrated. I was like, why the fuck didn't I learn any of this in the past four years? Like, did I waste my time? I actually started asking myself these questions, like what have I been doing for the past four years? What the hell? But just having that channel and having Tech and Heels just made me so happy. And um, the more I grew, the more I got excited about it. And I think that like after let me say, I would say um, six or seven months, I hit a thousand followers and oh my goodness, I was freaking excited because I knew that something inside of me was like, I know that if I get bigger and bigger and better and better, I can, I know I can make money from this. And so that's what I did. Um, I left that uh, project management assistant job um, after a year because I just, I couldn't deal with it, right? I was like, oh, I'm so done being someone's assistant. I can't, I can't deal with it. Um, and so then I went to another law firm um, and I became a marketing and business development um, executive. Now, I didn't really know what business development was, but this was a huge turning point in my career and in my personality because the first half year I was there, everything was fine. I really liked the job, it was really, you know, it was a nice people, nice projects. It was just slow and kind of, yeah, relaxed, laid back. And it gave me a lot of time to work on my Tech and Heels blog. I was very relaxed. It was a nice half year. I was like, okay, this is something that I can sustain. And then bam, out of nowhere, I got this new manager. <laughs> and let me just tell you that the first four days that he was at the office, I cried every single day. I went to HR and cried every single day. And I remember feeling so miserable. I was like, no, I am not going back there again. I had this period in my life where I just, 
I cried going to work. I don't want to do this again. But out of nowhere, out of like out of the blue, this new manager and I really got along. And um, I noticed that he was teaching me a lot of things. He he gave me this responsibility. He, he that's a difficult word. He gave me this responsibility, and he was like. Listen, you want to achieve this? Okay, you better set up this project. You better do this. You better do that. Show me what you got. Just come back to me on Friday and show me what you freaking got. Show me how what you did this week. And that really motivated me. I was like, oh, shit. Like, I'm the owner of certain projects. I'm the owner. I'm the person who's actually doing the things. And that was really fun. And my days no longer consisted of producing things, but rather talking with him and just... Um, learning about new marketing and business development ideas and he was just we were just talking all day and it was like you know I'm actually pretty good at business development and that's what he told me he was like yeah you you're smarter than you think and I was like no I'm not I'm you know I don't understand all of this I don't understand how to do these like no stop saying that you're very good at what you do you know exactly what you're doing you just have a, you just have to um, go out and do it right stop being so fucking insecure and go out and do it and that's what I did I started looking at marketing from a very different perspective because um, in university you are always taught about these theories again we're going back to theories we're going back to how it should be done but in reality something else is going on and again no one in university taught me how to make presentations or how to analyze data no one you know we didn't really do that and so that half year with this manager um, was amazing he taught me everything he opened my freaking eyes and I remember that when I left this job because um, I really wanted to get out of the legal business it just you know I've been working in it for a very long time and I just I didn't feel like working in the legal business anymore. I had to take another step for my own growth. And so I left this company, but I also kind of had to leave him behind, right? Because he was my manager there, but that was really difficult. I remember I cried when I met him, but I also cried when I left because it was such um, an amazing couple of months. It taught me so much and it made me grow so much. And it really just opened my eyes about my own talents I didn't know that I had these talents and I he kind of just uncovered them for me and told me to man the fuck up or woman the fuck up and get it done and so I left with this new sense of okay I'm really good at what I do and I went to my next job which was a marketing executive for this um, small retail company because I wanted to work in something else than legal and I, I decided, okay, retail is going to be my next thing. Um, all the while still having my Tech and Heels blog, so that was where the focus was, but I also wanted to expand my skills. And so I took this job at a retail company as a marketing executive or social media executive. And so I came there for my very first day and that was okay, but then my second day was shit and my third day was even shittier and the fourth day was crap and I just remembered going home driving home and, and like oh my god I made the wrong decision again I again have this job that I don't love like what the fuck I was so angry with myself so disappointed 
I remember just going outside and calling my mom. I'm like, mom, fuck, I made the wrong decision again. Like, I want to leave this job. How do I get out of it? I don't feel comfortable here. I don't feel welcome. This is not the type of job I like. I just felt so miserable again. But at the same time in my life, I met my boyfriend. And so I was very happy in love, but very unhappy at my job. And after three weeks of being at this job, I was like, fuck it. It's summer vacation. I think I'm just going to go and um, go away for a week with my boyfriend and I'll see what happens next. And so I went on vacation without really um, asking my boss, my new boss for a vacation. I just kind of left. I was like, you guys, I'm not here next week. I'm in Spain. So I'll see you guys like next week. Okay, bye. I just kind of went. I was like this freaking rebel. I just went. And I remember coming back home um, the other, after my vacation, and I opened my email, and I was fired. I was freaking fired. I got this email, and it was my boss, and he was like, listen, um, you had a trial period for one month. You left in the third week, so we didn't really have a chance to um, evaluate the past month. But I've been thinking, and I just feel like, we, took, we, we made a wrong decision, we took the wrong turn, we don't really need a full-time marketing executive, um, so we're just gonna let you go. But if you do wanna work with us, you can work with us from your own company, from Tech and Heels, if you want. Uh, but other than that, I think we're just gonna um, you know, cut your contract off short and this is gonna be it. And so <laughs> I was in the plane, like we just landed, I just got my internet back and I got this email late at night it was Sunday night and I had to go back to work on Monday, the day after, but actually I didn't have to go back to work because I was fucking fired. I was in the plane and I was just like happy, but also crying, but I was also really excited because I didn't have to go to work tomorrow, but I was also very like disappointed and sad because I was freaking fired, okay, at 20... Um, seven, I was fired at 27. Like, what the freaking hell? Why was I fired? Like, was I not good at my job? Was I not good at what I was doing? I was just told that I was good at what I was doing by my previous manager. He was like, yeah, you're so good. And now I was told that I was fired. And so that was a very, very confusing time for me, but also one of the best times that I could have had. It was also one of the most amazing times because it finally gave me the chance to think about my life. Um, I finally had all the time in the world to sit down and think about the choices that I had made for the past three and a half years since um, graduating. Now, I, of course, I had my blog, Tech and Heels, and in the meantime, I, um, I collaborated with another blog for women in technology and I decided to continue on that path. I was, I was like, okay, this is my chance. I have this blog, I have a successful blog, I have a successful collab, I need to continue. I need to, this is my time to shine, like this is my time to grow and this is my time to become this like entrepreneur, right? I was like freaking ready. I was like, I am going to become an entrepreneur. Yes, no more working nine to five, no more corporate job. Well, little did I know that I wasn't ready for entrepreneurship. I know that now, I didn't know that back then, but I know now that I wasn't ready for entrepreneurship. And so everything that I did in that half year when I was fired, um, it just didn't lead up to anything. It just didn't lead to any 
any sales or anything. It just didn't give me any money. It didn't, it, it didn't do anything for me. And I do, I know now why that happened, but back then I didn't know. And so I was very disappointed in myself. I was like, you know what? Maybe I'm just not cut out for this entrepreneurship thing. Maybe I'm just not cut out to have my own business. I'm a failure. I was fired. I can't have a successful business. I freaking suck at everything except for Instagram. Okay, let me just mind you. My Instagram page has been on freaking fire since 2015. Okay, bam. Just going to say it right there. But everything else just really sucked. And... You know, at one point or another, you have to look at yourself in the mirror and say, okay, listen, I need the money because I have a mortgage. I have things to pay. I have bills. I need money. I need to have a job, period. And so I had to get over myself again. I had to find a job. And I found a really great job. I'm just going to say that right here. It was, it was a job that I just left last week. Um, it was a job to get me back on the horse again after failing for like three or four times already I have to get another job to just kind of stabilize my life so I quit all of my entrepreneurship plans I I gave up on my tech and heels blog I was like you know what listen I can't do this anymore um, I love technology I love women in technology but I'm not so passionate about it about it that I want to really make this work right I liked it but I didn't love it and so I said I'm so sorry but I'm backing out of this um, technology blog you can have all of my articles I think I'm just gonna continue with um, my Instagram page and so I did that for a few months I just I was so disappointed in myself I was so freaking sad and down and I felt horrible I felt miserable I was so freaking sad like I can't even explain to you how I felt I was gaining weight I just didn't feel like myself I didn't have money I because I had didn't have a job I didn't have enough money to buy like nice clothes or get my hair done so I really looked like shit for a couple of months and I, I honestly I just it, I didn't feel like myself but thank goodness that didn't take very long because at one point or another, I was like, you know what? I'm going to pick myself up again. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to try again. So I looked back at myself. I wrote for days. I journaled for days thinking, okay, what am I good at? What do I like doing? What do other, th other people think I'm good at? Um, what is my passion in life? I really started to look into my mission. Okay, what am I here to do on this planet Earth? What am I here to do? What's my talent? What's my passion? Who am I doing this for? Who am I helping? What can I do? And that's where my current companies started. So that's not too long ago, right? That's like maybe one and a half years ago when this started. Um, I started my figure skating online store that's why I started because I went back to who I was figure skating is my very first passion it's something that I've been doing for 15 years when I quit and so in my my, my whole life total I've been skating for 25 years and so it was a very easy choice to do something with figure skating so that's why I went I combined my marketing skills with building the website with my passion for skating and that's how my online store got started 
So that's project number one. <laughs> project number two was getting my Instagram page back to where it needed to be. I was like, okay, I need to create fire content. I need to be on top of it. I need to, you know, explore more skills. How do I get more followers? How do I get more views? How do I get more likes? I was all up in my marketing social media uh, phase. I was like, okay, I need to really explore this on a deeper level. Like it had gotten me very far because I had gotten about, let me think, I think it was about 7,000 followers one and a half years ago I was at. I was like 7,000, 8,000 followers. And I just knew I was good at it. I just, I needed to, I needed to step up, right? I needed to level up. That's what I was at. I was like, okay, I, I have this great Instagram page. I have this gift. I need to level up right now. Man the fuck up and just do it. So what I went for that. That was my other project. And then my third project was... Um, or is actually my company with one of my best friends uh, it's called social shake and it is the Dutch version of my Instagram page it's it's like um, social media marketing for small businesses for solopreneurs for solopreneurs for um, yeah for small businesses in the Netherlands that's what it's about and that kind of came about because I know that my friend was having a really difficult time at her job and she wasn't really feeling her career I wasn't feeling my career, our lives were like, what's happening? And so we kind of just sat there one day with with some like tea on a terrace and we just looked at each other and we're like, why are we not joining forces? Like I've known you for about eight years, you've known me for about eight years. We've lived together, we have done practically everything together for the past eight years. Why don't we just start a business? And so we did. And so I had these three huge ass projects. I had I had my mind made up. I was like, okay, this is what I'm gonna do. And all the while, I still had this nine to five job. But this nine to five job wasn't so intense. It wasn't very uh, difficult, and it wasn't very um, difficult to do. So I, I had all this time and space and energy to really work out these three projects. And girl, I know I've been talking for like 35, 40 minutes about my life, but it's necessary because it's building up to this. Um, this is where I feel like my career has finally taken off. I feel like this is where I'm meant to be and this is where the work started. And so that's where we're gonna go over, not the past, but the future and how um, entrepreneurship has changed my life and how it can change yours and what type of mindset you need in order to succeed. So although I've been going for like four years or uh, sorry, three years already by that time, it was only then that I found my path and that I found what entrepreneurship was and that I figured out how to actually get clients and how to actually make money and how to actually have a business and run this business. That's where it started and that's after three years of just fucking around right so don't come to me with like oh I want to be an entrepreneur I'm gonna have a six-figure business by next year no stop that stop just stop it's possible right I'm not saying it's not possible but just know that everyone on social media everyone you see on social media who has become like this overnight success just know in the back of your mind that these people have been working for years it has taken them years to get them 
to where they are today and you're only seeing the shiny side you're only seeing the good part you're only seeing the part from them succeeding okay just know that in the back of your mind that everyone has this journey and you can't skip the journey it's so important because it only teach it, you know it teaches you all the things you have to know for it to be in order to be successful like entrepreneurship what i see on social media and that's what really triggered me this week is that social media shows you the good side of entrepreneurship it shows you that you are uh, capable of making your own hours you're you're very flexible you have this flexible schedule you can go to yoga at 2 p.m on a regular wednesday you don't have to take off from work to go to yoga at 2 p.m on a regular wednesday that's what you know the social media side of entrepreneurship shows you but that's just it's not reality and I know that a lot of people, a lot of women in my network um, are just misguided by that, right? They're misled. They think that that's the starting point. But in reality, that's your, it's not your final destination. I wouldn't say it's your final destination, but it's a few steps ahead of where you are at the moment. And it's a few steps ahead of where you are when you're starting your business. And so I think that's my lesson number one for you is that um, overnight success doesn't exist it just it doesn't exist and if it does if you do have like this viral YouTube video that you put up or if you have something that really took off overnight you better know how to sustain that success because if you don't know how to sustain just, ugh, I can't talk if you don't know how to sustain that success then you're still not an overnight success do you know what I'm saying? Like if you have this viral video and you don't know how to pick up on that, if you don't know how to pick up on that pendulum swinging to keep it high, then, you know, it's it's effort for nothing. So that's lesson number one. Like overnight success doesn't exist. Unfortunately, it doesn't because I wish it, I wish it did because it wouldn't have taken me three years. The people you see walking around with their yoga mats at 2 p.m. on Wednesday aren't the people who started yesterday. And that's something that I have to continually, continuously um, remind myself of. Like, that's not, you know, that's not where I am at right now. And that's something that's, oh, well, let's just skip to lesson number two. That's lesson number two, uh, which is something I just learned a few weeks ago, to be honest. That this was mind-blowing to me <laughs> when I heard this. But leaving your 9-to-5 job is not the first step. It's the last Okay, so let that just sink in because to me, this was life altering. To me, this was mind blowing. Leaving your nine to five job is not the first step to entrepreneurship. It's the last. And I'm saying that because there's this dream, right? Where you never have to have a corporate job, where you never have to work nine to five, where you never have to do any of that shit that I've done for the past five years. There's this vision, there's this belief that that's what entrepreneurship is but I can tell you that it's not and let me just explain to you why I know it's possible for some people you can get a loan from the bank and you can just start you know being an entrepreneur you can do that that's possible honestly if you want to do that go ahead do that jump and swim I honestly I, I salute you really but for some it's just not possible and I'm one of that you know uh, of that group of people where it's not possible to leave a nine-to-five job it's not possible because I bought my first house together with my parents when I was 18. So I have a mortgage. 
okay? I can't just say, okay, I'm gonna quit my nine to five, I'm just gonna wing it. I'm just gonna see how much money I get in, how much money I can make with entrepreneurship in my first week. That's just not possible. And I know that a lot of people will say it's my limiting money mindset beliefs, but you also have to be realistic. And so I always felt bad. I was like, okay, I suck at being an entrepreneur because I still have a nine to five job. I, I don't have all the time in the world. I'm not a full time entrepreneur. I suck, right? That's the belief that I had. But in reality, and this is why it was so mind blowing, I received this email from the budget mom. I don't know if you've know if you don't know her, but if you don't know her, go look her up on Instagram. Um, she is this uh, mom who is like amazing with saving money. She has all of these worksheets about how to save money and how to budget your life, and it's just amazing. I, I found her one day, and I was like, I'm going to buy every worksheet that she has, and I signed up for her mailing list, and a few weeks ago, I received one of her emails that said I left my 9 to 5, and I was like, girl, haven't you left your 9 to 5 like 10 years ago? You're this successful internet entrepreneur. Why are you still working? But that's, that email just changed my life. I was like, no, this isn't the first step. It's the last step. First, get your finances in order. Whether you have a loan with a bank or whether you wanna do it yourself by working nine to five, get your finances in order. Have a savings account, have a lot, because you need more than you think you need. Um, you know, Learn all the skills that you need to learn in a nine to five job. I know that working nine to five hasn't always been fun for me, but it has taught me so much. And again, with this new project that I'm taking on right now, in the first four days, I am learning so much already. I see other people doing things. I'm like, oh yeah, of course, I should, I should look at it from this perspective or I should uh, use this method when I'm, I'm talking about communication or whatever. You know, a lot of people underestimate how much you can learn from a nine to five job. It doesn't just teach you people skills, but it also teaches you skills about your work and how to um, deal with certain situations or how to deal with certain people. It's so important to have these lessons. And if you have to work a nine to five job to learn these lessons in life, girl, go ahead and do it and don't feel bad about it because it has made me a better person, right? It has made me grow so much as well. Besides the fact that I have a steady cash flow in my life that I can build up from instead of take from, I also learn a lot about life and about work. So there's two sides to this coin. Lesson number three for me, I would say was that comparisonitis, <laughs> like comparing yourself to other people is good and bad. All right, let me turn that around. It's bad and good, right? So comparing yourself to someone who has like a six figure business uh, online is such a bad thing because you're like why the fuck am I not succeeding why am I not at this level this person hasn't been doing it this long as I have and they don't have a nice Instagram feed as I do blah 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 whatever excuse you have in your head um, it's bad right don't compare yourself to someone else that's one thing that I had to learn but the other side to this and that's the good part about this and that's what I only um, learned about a couple months ago is that you know, comparing yourself to these other people is, is okay because it actually shows you that it can be done. 
right? So I always thought that having like a six-figure business was like, oh my God, that's like no one achieves that. Like that's the dream. That's only for people in LA and stuff like that, blah, blah, blah. But once you realize that people in your street or in your city are actually doing the same thing, it was mind-blowing. I was like, oh my God. You know, you have to turn it around. Don't compare yourself or you feel bad about yourself, but see these people as an inspiration and see these people as the example and and model your life after them because what they're doing is working. And don't be jealous, but um, take their example and just feel feel good that there are people in the world who are doing this because it means that it's possible. It means that having a six-figure online business is real. Right, Something that you've been dreaming of for years is actually happening in the world right now as we speak. And so that's something you have to take inspiration from. But that's a mindset shift, right? You have to change your mindset around that. So there is this hashtag on Instagram. It's called um, community over competition. And it is such, oh gosh. Uh, At first, I didn't really believe in this saying, right? Community over competition, blah, blah, blah. Let's work together you know, let's all be friendly with each other. I was like, no, I'm not doing that because like you're taking away all of my ideal clients. Like, okay, that's something I had to get over, right? Because in reality, if you work together, this might be a different lesson, by the way, but it does have to, <laughs> has to deal with this point that I'm making that um, there really is no competition, right? You can't really compare yourself to other people. First of all, your life has a different timeline. Your universe has a different timeline for you. You have to follow the timeline of your own universe. The universe will tell you when it's time for you. In the meantime, uh, join this community. Join these other people. Model yourself after these people. They are not your competition. They are your example. And so treat them like your example, right? That mindset change has given me so much more... Uh, freedom in my mind it has given me so much more compassion and energy and it just showed me that I was the one that was holding myself back right I was the one that was judging others while in the meantime all of these people were actually free of this judgment and were working hard on their businesses and actually achieved those six figures and so while you're scrolling behind your Instagram and while you're on your phone um I'm not saying you have to look at this daily. Like I'm not saying you have to go and look it up. But if you see someone who's successful, don't don't feel bad, right? Just recognize that jealousy within yourself and say it's okay. Like, okay, listen, I know that this is frustrating that I'm not at this point just yet, but I'm letting this go. I'm acknowledging the fact that I'm a little bit jealous, but I'm also acknowledging the fact that the truth is not that I'm jealous, it's that I am not there yet and I am working on this journey towards that goal. Does that make sense? Like, accept the feeling of jealousy, but don't don't stay in it, right? And just turn your mindset around. But you have to do this actively. Every time you see a photo, every time you see a post that talks about someone having a six-figure online business going on seven figures, you need to tell your brain, stop it. Stop saying. Stop seeing this as a um, as a threat. Stop seeing it as a threat. Stop. Stop seeing it as jealousy. Start seeing it as um, 
inspiration, but you have to stop your brain actively every single time. And that's energy draining, I can tell you, because you need to rewire everything that's in your brain. But once you do, it just it's just like this weight has been lifted off your shoulders i can tell you that much it's a really amazing feeling to just let that go acknowledge the feeling and then go from there just really see it as an inspiration lesson number four for me would be similar to lesson number three um or it has to do with lesson number three but that's living in abundance and what that actually means like i learned that a lot of entrepreneurs have this abundance mindset and so I read a lot about it and I I saw a lot of people on Instagram talking about it and I kind of understood what it meant but in order for it to work for you you have to really understand it and grasp the the concept in every single cell in your body and that process took me a little while to get into Um, but living in abundance basically means that you believe that there's no competition again that's a little bit Um, lesson number three but that there is enough for everyone there is more than enough for everyone better yet you create more opportunity opportunities in life so you don't you're not depending on other people's problems you are creating problems I mean that's kind of like a marketing technique right but um, as long as there's people in your niche that it's that that means it's a good thing Okay, and that kind of sounds counterintuitive because you're like, okay, but there's like a lot of people working in the same field as I am. Why the hell would I start a business in that field? Well, listen, because there's demand, right? That's how that's how marketing, that's how business works, right? There's right, there's questions and there's demand, and you you need both. And so if there's a lot of people in your niche, great. That means that there are people out there who need this product or who need this service. That's a great thing, right? So that's living in abundance, just knowing that, um, well, there's actually more to it than just that, but just knowing that there's more than enough for everyone. And then the next step is, I feel, that you have to be confident with yourself, so much so that you can live in this world of abundance. So yes, there's a lot of people in your niche, but you have to know with every cell Mm -hmm. in your body that you're amazing and that what you do is um, very special and that people are not going to buy from you because you have all this knowledge, but people are going to buy from you because you're you. You have this special secret sauce that makes you so amazing, that makes um, clients become attracted to you. So you're never shy of clients because clients love you as a person. So you could be teaching the same thing as everyone in your field, but as long as you're doing it in your way, and you're confident in doing it your way. You just know that whatever you're doing is is great. And you know, whatever you touch is gold. Um, you're, you're fine. But that's just abundance mindset that you have to really, um, again, you have to rewire that in your brain. Because I used to live in a world where I was always looking at others. You know, I was comparing. I was like, yeah, but how... How come that they've that they have all these clients? Where do these clients come from? Like, how is that happening? Why do they not have to do active marketing? Well, because they live in a world of abundance. They they are just confident. That's in their aura. They they kind of just exude that type of energy, that type of confidence, and that's what makes people attracted to them. And so you have to exude the same type of energy, right? Um, next lesson is energy exchange. Money is energy energy exchange, but for the world of abundance, it just made me realize that you're more than enough. 
you as a person are more than enough. You have so much to offer this world. Find out what you have to offer this world and go from there. And even if it's the same knowledge that your um, competition, I'm not going to call it competition, but your colleagues have, you make it special. And that's kind of going back to one of my older podcasts where content marketing, I think it's the first one, first podcast, going back to content marketing. Um, it doesn't matter what you share. We all have the same knowledge. We all went to the same university. We all have access to Google and the internet. It just matters how you bring it and how with how much energy you give into it and how much personality you add to this um, business of yours. And that's what makes clients attract to you. But you have to find that voice. You have to find that confidence in order to live in this world of abundance. So I think confidence would be something you have to work on and just own it. Own yourself, own your business, own your skills. That's, I think, the most important part for abundance. Now on to one of my favorite subjects <laughs> that I didn't even know existed until like a couple months ago again. Um, that's money mindset. You know, money is an exchange of energy. I had no idea what that meant. Honestly, I had no freaking idea what that meant. Um, but I just knew that it was the truth. Once you put energy in, you get energy out. And money isn't, you know, money isn't anything. It's, it's, it's a concept that you and I made up a long, long time ago. It's, it's a tool. Money is just a tool, you know. It's about energy exchange. And that changed my whole system of sales. Because once I knew that if I put in so much energy, so much love, so much passion, so much confidence, people were going to see that in my products and in my services that they would want to buy it. I wouldn't even have to convince them to buy it. No, they would just look at me and my services and be like, yes, this girl has like got it. She understands it. She understands me. She's giving it energy and I'm giving energy back to her in the form of money. And that's kind of something that I've been getting into and it's, it's a flow, right? Once you put in energy, you get it back. And so you get more motivated. So you put in more energy and then you get more energy back. And so then you get more money in your bank account. So it's kind of like a flow you have to be in, but getting into that flow that was like one of the hardest things i had to do because it had to make me get rid of a lot of money mindset blocks that i didn't that i didn't know i had that i didn't even know existed but by listening a lot of podcasts and by listening a lot of listening to a lot of youtube videos and like reading books i actually went out and read some books on this topic because i wanted to learn so much about it um it has given or it has opened so many doors for me and that's what I really enjoy about this um, one of my money mindset blocks for example would be that um, I always thought that money was meant for fun things when I was little and younger my parents always had enough money like we never had any money problems that I knew of <laughs> at least um, if I wanted something, I always got it. If I wanted new clothes, I would get it. You know, I never had to really um, save for anything because my parents would give it to me. I, I was an only child. So, you know, things just were very easy for us for money. Luckily, right? That's a good thing. Um, but then whenever I got some money, either I worked for it because I've been working since I was 12, 11. You know, I started babysitting and I, I mean, I've always worked. But once I got money, that money would be able, or that money would be spent on fun things, right? Food, uh, makeup, clothing, um, toys. I would spend it on things that I wanted to spend it on. And so 
That's one of the beliefs I had about money. Money is something that I can spend on fun things. So once I got my first job and once I started to earn a lot of money, I was like, great, I can buy like the whole freaking Zara. I can buy the whole H&M. How amazing is this? I can just buy designer clothes. I can buy designer makeup. The more money I have, the more money I'm going to spend. That's how I got into this flow. So I never really learned how to save money. I didn't really learn how to pay bills. I always saw money as this reward. Like I worked hard, so I get a reward. I get money and with that money I can buy fun things. Um, so I had to rewire that because I had no savings, right? I had no savings. I had, I never had money even though I spent a lot. And I was like, where is this money going? So a couple months ago, I really had to stop myself. I was like, okay, I'm done with this shit. I am done with never having enough money. Because if I look at the numbers, I should be a freaking millionaire by now, right? I should have, I should have saved so much money. Why, why is it not in my bank? And so I had to change my belief. I had to be like, okay, money is not just for fun things. It's not a reward. It's an exchange of energy. So I work, I put in the energy, and the energy comes back to me. But it also has to do with a little bit of manifestation, right? And that's what Manifestation Babe taught me. If you listen to her podcast, she's amazing. Um, I had to look at my life differently. I had to be grateful for all the things that I was having already. So I had to, whenever a bill came in, I would always be like so disappointed. I was like, okay, here's another bill. I have to pay another 100 euros that I can't spend on clothing or food, right? I would see it as something negative. While Manifestation Babe, she says, okay, listen, you get, you get to pay this bill, right? How amazing is it that you get to pay this bill? Be excited for the bill. See it as something fun because you have a mortgage. You have a car. You have water and electricity. You have internet and TV. You have cable TV. You have Netflix. You have all of these things. Be fucking grateful. A lot of people in the world don't even have all the things that you have. You have a mortgage. How amazing is that? Right? So you have to change your mindset around bills. I had to change my mindset around bills. I was like, I am now really excited to pay bills. Right? I have this budget mom sheet every month. I print it out and I fill it out. And I actually just put like a check mark whenever I pay a bill. Whenever I pay my mortgage, I put a little pink check mark to the left and I know that I paid it and I get really excited. I'm like, oh my God, yeah, I spent another month on my mortgage. That's really fun, you know? So I had to change some of these beliefs. I no longer see money as this luxury thing. I see money as this like way of living. Like, oh yeah, okay, I know that I have to pay bills. I have to give back to the state. I have to give back to the IRS. But that's good because, the, you know, the state is really caring for me, especially the Dutch government. It's great. Um, you know, it's giving back to me all the time. I have really nice roads. I have really nice buildings. We have really nice food. You know, you have to be grateful for all the things that come your way. But that does mean you have to look at yourself really critically. And it does mean you have to look at your money mindset critically. And you have to go back to times that you didn't even know you had to go back to, right? I went back to my childhood. I didn't really... You know, I, when I started my, mind, my, my money mindset journey, I didn't know that I would have to go back to my mindset. And it took me a little while to figure out 
what was wrong with my money mindset. I, I, it took me a long time to figure out why I was spending so much money. But after I sat down, journaled for a really long time and um, thought about it for a really long time, that's when it kind of came to me. I was like, okay, this is where the problem lies and I have to change my belief around money and that has given me a lot in my business because it has taken away it has taken away this limiting belief and I'm grateful for everything that I get to do and I don't see money as this like object anymore I see it as an energy flow and once you get into that energy flow everything just kind of comes by itself so if I have a tip for you definitely definitely work on your money mindset the sixth lesson is something that I've known to be true for a long time. I just didn't really embrace the truth. And that is that um, having a 9 to 5 job does not equal certainty. It does not equal safety. And it doesn't equal success. And what I mean by that is um, if you have a 9 to 5 job, you have this steady paycheck every month. And I can tell you I make a good amount of money working 9 to 5. Right? I... I yeah, I make a good, I have a good salary. But what I didn't know, because I had never experienced that before, is that with entrepreneurship, you can make the same amount of money every month, or you can make more than that. But that's something you have to get used to, because being an entrepreneur and having that money on your bank account is very different than that steady paycheck. Um, if you've never had a success with your business before, it's very difficult to believe that you will be able to make five figure, maybe six figure months because you've never seen that before. You've never seen that happen to yourself before. So it's very difficult to believe that. And your nine to five is safe because it's something, it's tangible. You see it every single month. You see that uh, paycheck coming in on your bank account. And you're like, okay, this works. This is safe. But what you have to do is you have to kind of change your mindset again around this topic. You have to make success and entrepreneurship safe especially if you're from a family who um doesn't uh have any entrepreneurs i my family doesn't really have any entrepreneurs my mom and dad they're not entrepreneurs so i i've never seen this in real life i've never seen anyone uh give me this example so for me it was very new it was a new concept i was like oh i didn't know i didn't know that i could make like five figures with entrepreneurship I didn't know how I could make six figures, maybe seven figures, you know, dream big. I never had that example and I don't blame my parents because they've had amazing jobs. They, I mean, they've given me an amazing childhood, but I want to be an entrepreneur. I want to do something different. I want to do it. I want to do it differently. And so I have to go out on my own and search for these examples. But once you experience yourself that you can make a lot of money doing the same thing you would do at a nine to five, that's when it becomes tangible, right? So you have to say to yourself, okay, success is safe. Entrepreneurship is safe. You have to create this safe space for yourself to say, okay, I, I can go out and try this myself. And once you see results, it'll become easier once you keep going. But the, the first step to like receiving that money for something that you're doing, um, that's amazing. And that kind of ties into the to the confidence part, right? Because in the beginning, you charge like way under your level. And so when you charge a very little amount for a lot of work that you do, this pattern of, okay, a nine to five uh, job is safe and gives me more money, 
is continued, right? Because you are like, okay, yeah, exactly. I have this, you know, I have this client. They're paying me, but they're never paying me enough to um, substitute my nine to five paycheck. Well, yeah, duh, girl, because you're you are not charging enough. So that kind of ties back with the confidence part. But once you see that the work that you do is enough money to get you a monthly paycheck or even more or even much more than that that's one kind of that's when the ball kind of gets rolling and i don't know if i'm making sense right now but like having a nine to five job is a comfort zone it's very easy it's stable it's very laid back because you know that just showing up every day nine to five is going to get you that paycheck while being an entrepreneur means that you have to work you have to actually go out and do the fucking work otherwise no one's going to pay you you can't go to a cafe at 9 9 a.m and sit there until until 6 p.m do nothing and get paid you can do that at your nine to five job right you can do that you can just sit there and stare out the window doesn't matter because you'll get paid anyway right but you can't do that with entrepreneurship so once you know that you can you have to work and then get paid but you can get paid more than what you can pay, get paid at your nine to five job. That's when things start taking off and you can charge more for your work as an entrepreneur than you can for a nine to five job because in a nine to five job, you are not able to kind of um, say to, to your clients or to say to that business's clients, say, listen, um, I've learned this and this new skill so I can charge this and this more, you know, this and this much more. No, you can't say that at a nine to five job. You can't, you can't say that when you're an entrepreneur. You're like, listen, I went to like five Tony Robbins events. I went to four university colleges to get five degrees, you know, and then you can add more to your hourly rate, but you can't really do that in a nine to five job. So there's a difference and you have to make that entrepreneurship style of making money safe for yourself. You have to create this new comfort zone for yourself where you say, listen, I might not be able to work every day from nine to five, but even if I work nine to like maybe 1230, I can still make the same amount of money or I can make even freaking more than I can in a nine to five job. But that's something you have to see, I think, in order to believe. Like it took me a long time to to understand this because once it was only once I saw the money on my bank account for the work that I had done that I was like, okay, this is working. This is more than my nine to five job. Only then did I start believing it. But if you start out with this mindset and you then start going out into the world with your confidence and charging people, then this might come a little bit sooner to you than it did to me. So that's why I'm including it in my podcast today. Okay, last lesson because I've been rambling for like an hour straight and I can't speak properly anymore. But my last and final lesson is that um, daily life is freaking hard. Okay, the day-to-day life is freaking hard. And I'm talking about like um, being sick, having fights with your family, having a fight with your boyfriend, not feeling great, PMS. Like I'm talking all the... The shit that goes on in your day-to-day life can't influence your business. And that has been the most difficult part for me in the whole wide world. Because I wouldn't call myself an emotional person. I'm not very emotional. But I do feel other people's energies. And so when I have 
a fight with someone or if I'm having a disagreement, let's not call it a fight, but let's like say I have a disagreement with someone, I can get really down on that. Like I can be really down and just tired and not in the mood. Um, but getting yourself up in the mood to keep your business going is so freaking and is so freaking important because if you don't show up for your business, it's not going to show up for you. And what I mean by that is that if you're sad, if you're if you've been crying your eyes out, if you've been like just not in the freaking mood, but you have to post something on Instagram stories, it's difficult. Okay, it is so freaking difficult to wipe away the tears, to get into the right mindset, to be enthusiastic and very happy and like high energy on Instagram if you're just not feeling it. But you have to do it. You have to do it. You can't just hide from the world and from your business for months on end. It's not possible. And that's something that that is the most difficult part, I think, about having this business and doing it by yourself. You can't really outsource anything. If you're not, if you're feeling like shit, Like, it's very difficult to keep going. It's very difficult to man up, go on Instagram stories, have this really fun and high energy um, video up when you're just not feeling it inside. And managing that mood, managing that, um, yeah, managing your emotions and and your day and your day-to-day life, that has to be the most important thing (laughs) well everything is important in this podcast I kind of feel like I say that with every lesson but showing up on a regular basis and I mean like daily is is the biggest thing you can do to really start your business I feel Um, and having to manage your mood is such an important part in doing that because if you feel sad or angry or I don't know, maybe you've lost a loved one or or your cat is sick or I don't know, something bad is happening in your life. That doesn't mean that your business stops. Your business keeps going and it's not your business per se. It's the people around your business. It's the, it's your followers on Instagram who kind of miss you and want to talk to you. It's the people that DM you and they all mean so well, right? I, I could be having a shit day, but if some of you are messaging me on, on Instagram saying, hey, I haven't seen you in a while. Um, can you help me with this or can you help me with that? I want to answer and I want to answer so bad, but I also want to answer in like a fun um, high energy, enthusiastic way. And if I can't be that, then I, most of the time, I kind of skip out on answering them. And then it means that, you know, these messages are left unanswered. And then that means these people are like, huh, but what's happening to your business? Like, why are you ignoring me? I'm going to leave or I'm going to, I'm going to unfollow you. Now that might be a little bit dramatic, but you know what I'm saying, right? You kind of feel like you're letting down other people if you don't show up. And so managing that mood, managing those emotions from day-to-day life, getting into the right mindset, that has, um, that I mean, that's something I still have to work on, to be honest. Like, re- I know that recording this podcast, you know, it's after work. I, uh, I already worked today from like 9 to 5.30. I was home at 6.30. I had to have dinner. I was done at about 7.15. And so I was up already for 12 hours and then I still have to go on and, and record this podcast and I have to do it in a fun way. I have to be energetic, right? Otherwise, it's going to be a very boring, long podcast and I don't want that. I want I want you to listen to this and feel excited and I want you to f- listen to this and feel inspired. And so I have to show up as exciting and inspiring. So 
that's something that's very difficult. And I'm still kind of figuring out how to do this, whether it's by eating really healthy or by, um, I don't know, by going out more, getting more fresh air, or by journaling or meditating. I, I, I haven't really found my way around this yet, but I know it's something that I have to work on. And I know it's very important to, to work on this. This is like my next point, I think, to just manage everything that's happening in my life and not having that affect my business. And again, this is where I'm kind of tying it all back together is that social media only shows you the fun side of entrepreneurship. It only shows you the fun things that we do. But it doesn't show you that I've been crying my eyes out, that I'm tired and that I'm just not feeling well or that I'm sick, but I still have to show up. That's not what that shows. It only shows you the funny, happy, high energetic, um, you know, me on stories talking about my business. And so that's kind of what I wanted to not highlight today. I don't want to say it's like a highlight, but I want to let you know that it's very normal to have these feelings and it's very normal to to you know have to to work through them and I know that other people have these feelings too and so don't feel bad about this right other people struggle with the same things so yeah just managing day-to-day life and combining that with entrepreneurship that's something that I should work on you should work on but we can definitely help each other I know that Okay, guys. Oh my goodness. This is one long podcast. I'm so sorry about that. I was not uh, thinking it was going to be more than like an hour long. Oh my God. Um, okay. I'm sorry. But I do hope it was useful to you. I do hope you kind of um, found some of it inspiring. And I hope that I inspire you on your journey to become an entrepreneur or, you know, wherever you are. I hope to meet you there in your journey. Now, if you want to talk about this subject, if you want to talk about it some more, you know where to find me. I'm on Instagram under Jillian Bacher. You can send me a DM at all times. Let me know what you thought of this podcast. Let me know where you are in your entrepreneurship journey. I would really love to get to know you a little bit better. Now, I'm going to give you a little bit of a sneak peek what I'm working on behind the scenes because I never really talk about what I'm working on behind the scenes, but I think this is really important. You've stuck around for the whole podcast, so you deserve to have a little bit of inside information. Um, I am launching the Insta Universe University this year, and it's going to be a 12 or 8-week program. I haven't really decided yet, but I'm making it right now. It's a program where I teach solopreneurs, so spiritual entrepreneurs, how to run their business on Instagram from A to Z. So we're covering everything from branding to messaging to followers to offers to crafting sales funnels and the sale and actually making a sale. And then I'm going to take it a step further because I see a lot of these programs around and I actually wanted to add a little bit more about this. And that's about the mindset you need to sustain this business. So we're, we're covering like, everything right and in the insta universe university i also want to cover some one-on-one coaching calls i want to have this like active group of people who can help each other i want this network um i think about doing a facebook group or either like a slack community i'm not really sure yet but i just want to let you know i want to give you a heads up that this is coming your way not this month, not next month, but maybe in the summer. Yeah, I think in the summer I want to launch this. I'm working really, really hard 
on doing or on crafting the um, the weekly program at the moment. So I kind of I am writing like a maniac. Like I have all of these things in my head that I have to get out. I just have to structure it and have to make this whole marketing plan around it. Obviously, but it's coming, and I'm really excited. And I hope that you are too. And I just want to thank you so much again for listening, for sticking around for like more than an hour, girl. You deserve a trophy and. I hope to see you next time with a more positive, more tangible topic. And if you want to hear anything from me, just let me know. Drop me a DM. Let me know what you want to hear from me. And I'll see you next time. Bye.